0: Welcome to the Real Driving Man Podcast, I am John Henry and this is another episode of Self Therapy where I just talk with no specific direction and it's mainly for me and I just talk about random shit and so I think I'm actually going to continue because I just recorded the episode for this week for Bipolar Talk and I'm going to kind of continue something, I'm going to expand upon something I talked about there that I didn't kind of want to expand too much there but I do want to talk about it now here we're gonna talk about it. I went on uh, last like four, three, four weeks. I've gone on like dates with four different women, and three of them were for dating apps. One of them wasn't. Um, didn't ever get to more than a third date with any of them. Uh, a lot of a couple, a like, couple of them were just like we just weren't interested in one another, and I was like fine. But there was a couple that ended interestingly, and I think I've talked about them before, but I will go on. Because uh, I had one on Friday um, where, again, the subject I – I asked her, like, do you have any favorite comedians? And the subject of Matt Reif came up again, and, uh, God, these women are frustrated with Matt Reif, which is so interesting to me. Like, I, I don't know another comedian like that where I've – who's also, like – Matt Reif is starting to bud, but he's not, like, a super, super famous comedian yet. He's still pretty young. He's still growing by his own admission. Um, I think one reason women get so mad at him is because he's gorgeous, and he doesn't, like, fit the stereotypical mold of every Hollywood cute guy, where he doesn't, like, he plays roles in movies, but by himself, he's kind of a bland figure, and so you kind of paint whatever version of yourself you want to as you, you know, jerk off to him, or rub one, you know, whatever, I don't know, can you jerk off for women, I'm not sure, touch the button, rub the, I don't know, whatever you ladies do, um, but I think partly why he's probably so much more known, at least by women in my generation, is that he does have a lot of like social media stuff, like on TikTok and clips of crowd work. And I ran into an issue with this girl because I just asked her, and she kind of started going off on Matt Reif, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be biased towards comedians because I am one, and I'm going to you know defend the right to say what they say. I, I understand there's consequences, and some people may find it offensive, but it's jokes, and... Like, I don't believe he's actually a hateful person. And also the jokes they get really mad about. One, both of these women have not even seen the joke that they're mad about, which makes me mad because then how... So you're just based on what other people say. But this lady had seen clips of Matt Reif, and I, I don't know which one. She mentioned that there were videos of him in, like, Roasting a Disabled Person, which, if it's crowd work from Matt Reif, who's a, basically a professional headliner, or even if he is new... If he's doing crowd work with a disabled person and the disabled person is not into it, he's gonna switch. And maybe he made a mistake and had a bad night and then he's a human. I get it. You're a f- frustrated. But she was adamant that unless you're a disabled person, there's no way you can ever make jokes about them. And I was like, okay, we're just not gonna get along as a couple then. You know, I hope you, I wish you the best, but we're not gonna get along because how are comedians supposed to be funny then? That's the funny thing. I've never met a funny person who says, well, you can't say those things. You can't say this, X, Y, and Z. No, because being funny is fucking hard. And if you can't say certain things, no one's ever going to be funny because they're not going to have the freedom to try new things and find out how they're funny. So will not funny people please shut the fuck up about funny people trying things? And if you legitimately think Matt Reif is a hateful person, really? Okay. We may just not get along, and that's fine. Go believe whatever you want. But this offense at everything, one, and I talked about it in my last episode, but i want to say it again. It feels like there's this weird mother-like infant-protecting urge that comes from mostly women to protect disabled people from jokes. Also, I believe disabled people are able to stand up for themselves. They're people, yeah, they have disabilities, but they don't need to be protected like they're four. They're adults, usually, if and it, they just have disabilities, and don't act like I, I've, as a kid, I would host my birthday party not with my friends, but at the nursing home where my great aunt with cerebral palsy lived because she liked, she didn't have anyone to be around with at the time, and I did that till I was like 15, so don't act like I have no simile for disabled people, because I'm technically disabled, too, bipolar's technically a disability, it's a mental disability but it's a disability nonetheless and i find that disability disabled people sometimes have the most fucked up a lot of the time senses of humor and it's amazing and so if you're joking with a, a disabled person and you're interacting with them as a crowd member and they're into it if you find it offensive, they don't. And that's like kind of condescending that you think that you're so moral that you need to protect these people. And half the time, I doubt these people actually. Do you know disabled people? Do you volunteer and help them? Maybe you do. I doubt it. But there's this weird protection, and it, it comes from entirely women. And I'm fine with that, but like, these aren't infants. And yeah, there's general hateful speech, but this is not coming from that. This is comedy. And maybe this is just a fundamental disagreement where people don't agree with, but if you're getting offended by stuff like this, God, when the Chinese invade, we're all going to fucking die. Develop some thick skin. Because like, you're ruining it for when jokes are actually offensive. Like Now there's going to be people who will not pay attention when jokes are offensive because people are constantly saying they're offended by things. And to go back to this claim that you can only joke about things... That you yourself have experienced. <laughs> really? Really. But you can joke about white people all you want. Even if you're not white. Which I love white people jokes. They're amazing. They're funny as shit. Like there's these all these double, double standards. Because people have created this idea. It's like this false morality. That there's this group of people that I need to protect. Because if I don't protect them. They're going to be made fun of. They're going to be made fun of. And it's going to be just like bad. Even if they're hard made of. We're not stoning them in the streets. It's a joke. If they don't like it, we apologize. Say, hey, man, I'm sorry. Just try it. It was a joke. If they're still mad at me, that's fine. Okay? I have not, like, I haven't harmed the person in any way. And people who say words are violent, shut the fuck up. You have clearly never been hit in the face before. <laughs> There's a big difference. ah, what is up with this gener- our generation of these sensitive people with getting offended at everything, mainly women? And this is going to sound angry white man goes off on women, and I'm like, whatever, whatever. Um, and I don't, like, to these women I date, I wish them the best. Like, just because I don't agree with them, I I want, you know, I want them the best for them. I don't necessarily want to continue to date them, but I hope they find, you know, love and happiness and best wishes to all of them. But at the same time, I wasn't – if there were were two women I asked for a first date, a second date, who I didn't agree with on this stuff, and they said no. And that's on them because I would have – I don't give a shit if you hate those jokes. That's fine. I'd still like to see you. But they didn't want a date, which is closing the pool because I'm actually a really interesting, cool person. And, you know, I guess you lose on that one. I don't know. It it is... It's frustrating to see that this has become of my generation. and Maybe this is from helicopter moms, which, fuck helicopter moms. Like, seriously, that's what this feels like. I gotta protect everybody from the evils. It's like, well, shouldn't we, like, raise them to be able to protect themselves? I love Aaron Belisle, the mute comedian, who he talked about, I think it was in his... American Idol set, where a woman was like you don't get to decide what is and isn't offensive to disabled people and he's like well then who the fuck does then (laughs) and you guys say I'm a bigot For this type of thing. But I'm the open-minded one. You're the closed-minded one. You won't continue to talk to me. Because I think differently than you do. I say you think differently than me. Let's see where this goes. I'm fine with it. That's closed-mindedness. To do ideas. Because you're so in your own circle. You're missing out. You're missing out. Stop being so offended by Everything. Unless it's actually something you're offended by, which I very rarely believe people now. I'm not crazy. You shouldn't say anything. But especially with comedy. Comedy. This is literally, in its name, is meant to be something that's not taken seriously. And we're roasting comedians like they're these, why aren't you this hallmark of moral virtue? Because I'm a fucking comedian. It's so weird. And this is like the same self-righteousness I felt from freaking evangelicals. People so self-righteous in their beliefs, but they're actually not that secure in them. Because if you're secure in your beliefs, you're, you should be secure enough in your beliefs. I believe this, and I, I don't need other people to say the same way. I don't need people to agree with me. I'm, I'm fine with mine, but... <laughs> And, you know, I'm using this podcast to promote my own view. Yeah, because it's my fucking podcast, number one. And two, I think I'm already shadow banned anyway for shit like this. I don't really care. I'm not – well, I do kind of care. (laughs) I wish I had more more viewers on this uh, show. But this is the segment that is not meant to get viewers. It's just supposed to be me having fun. I don't know. Maybe because I insulated myself with groups that don't get offended easily. I was – that I'm not around people like that. I think sometimes people like to hide behind things and claim that – like I saw this happen with PhD candidates too or like people in higher levels of education where I was – wanted to go originally. People want like, I'm a PhD. I'm all this. But then they're like not interesting a persons. Like, cool. You can do the work and stuff. That doesn't make you interesting. Stop hiding behind your PhD. You should be interesting, and you have a PhD. Not I have a PhD, therefore I'm interesting. You may just be really good at school and the system. Because I've met a ton of PhDs where they were kind of like, eh, you know, not like born was like, okay, okay, and they get in these bubbles. Academia gets in these bubbles, and they never leave them. Some people do, but and then you judge fucking comedians. <laughs> It's the weirdest thing. It's so funny. It's so weird. Oh, God. Comedians who are, like, you'll never find a more diverse group of people than comedians. Because comedians, I disagree with so many of my fellow comedians. And I love them to death. It's okay. We don't have to agree. There's, like, agreement is, I think, not a good thing. Because what makes, like, for me, what makes me think I have all the right answers? I don't. I don't. I want to listen to people I disagree with because I want to hear their side. It's why I really do, like I love listening to Ben Shapiro. I do not agree with a lot of what Ben Shapiro says. A lot of it. He's evangelical and a little extreme <laughs> in more than one area. But I love listening to him because he's obviously brilliant. Obviously brilliant and if I can argue my points while listening to the other side, that's going to make my argument better. And so I love listening to people I disagree with. It's hard, but it's good. Now it's violence because I'm afraid I'm going to get hit. Oh so no, <laughs> God! I'm like, haven't you been bullied before? Like I learned to stand up to myself pretty quick when I was young because I was small and people were mean to me, and I learned to fight back when people said to someone mean. I didn't go like teacher because the teachers hated me too. What's this world come to? What's this world come to? And I don't want to be I – maybe mean, I do kind of want to be a little hard on people like that because it does drive me crazy. It is annoying trying to go date um, as a comedian. I mean I get it. I have a crazy lifestyle, a little bit off in the head, got a couple mental illnesses. I get it. I'm not for everybody. That's fine. I respect that. Um, but I also do a lot of cool shit, uh, and I believe I'm an interesting person. Um, I think people don't want interesting people because interesting people are going to challenge what you think. They want more of the same people to agree with them. I think it also comes from the fact that I did have older sister, like an older sister and a very overpowering mom. So I learned how to talk back to women. Like one thing I don't like is when men, like there's ways to do it. And I've not always been great. Sometimes I get too intense, too loud, which is, and too much emotion comes out. And that's not the way to express, address, especially women. Um, and I'm still working on stuff like this, but I did learn how to like call my sister and my mom out on their shit when I saw it because women have their shit too. And as this era has been very female dominated, just like there's toxic masculinity, there's toxic femininity. Like, wouldn't there be both? I think it looks different and we need both of the sexes to like, you know, that's why there's two. Um, and maybe I just... When I'm dating, I'm fr- I'm part of me's frustrated because like oh god, it's so hard to find the one lady that I want to marry and like I want to like, have kids and do all that stuff. And why is she so hard to find? Why is she hard to find? They say be yourself on dates, but I don't believe people because I am myself, and no one wants to date me. <laughs> um, well, not no one. A couple of those dates were mutual. Um, I don't know. That is an interesting thing. People say be yourself, and then they're like, oh, I don't like that self. I mean, that's finding the right person. I need to find some other people, maybe some outdoors people. That's one thing I realized. I realized I didn't have a lot of – one thing, I didn't have a lot of things in common with some of these women, which is what we did. We didn't have like an activity that we could do together, which I think is important. Um, and maybe that's the the – the pool of fish on Hinge that I've been using, which is kind of annoying. Um, I don't know. What else? I don't know what else other people have done. I have to try to find... I don't know. Something else, I guess. Something else. Um, what else do I want to talk about today? Mm. Oh, yeah, I should probably try to promote this. I'm doing a roast battle at Wide Right in Denver. Uh, Friday, February, I think it's the 9th. It is the 9th. This Friday, the 9th, I'm at Wide Right doing a roast battle with Charlie Harmony. He doesn't want his name out there, so his name is Charlie <laughs> Um. Yeah, and I think I think it just you know it is weird when you when you um you know dating's so different now because they're like th- thankfully women have like this new role in the world and so if you're a guy like myself who likes to do a lot of things I'm I'm a lot of people have talked about how for women the the number of available dudes is decreasing because. <laughs> You know, college and all that but that less dudes going to college and stuff but for me I'm also realizing I'm not as interested in the women I'm uh, going out with like that is not like if I was I would ask myself a question this is fucked up but like if I had sex with them tonight would I call them again and I was like no <laughs> um and so that's a good good way back like, oh maybe this person not for me um and having those standards I think are important um Especially if you do have a mental illness like me, because you do have to make sure the person with you is. You can't, like, can't be like, oh, she kind of is okay. Like, I oh, know, I want pretty okay with, like, whole. Th- I'm not going to, like, try to force something that doesn't work. And that's one thing I've noticed on my dates, and this is something I could critique. It's probably. I am, like, what you see is what you get when you go out with me. Um, I may, you know, try to <laughs> not reveal some of those. Weirdest things I've done doing comedy, but f- mostly um, I'm what you see is what you get. So I think a- that's one reason is where I'm not trying to put on a persona that I'm someone that I'm not. Um, and I guess I'm being myself, and it's not super popular. It's not. Another thing is sense of humor. Everyone's like, I have a great sense of humor. I'm like, how often do you get offended by things? And they're like, well, all the time. Like, no, you don't. Um, Because one thing I forget being a comedian, being around a bunch of comedians, we say way more fucked up shit around each other than we do on stage. Way more fucked up. Way more. And I don't think most people need to get that because most people don't have that fucked up senses of humor. (laughs) But... If you don't got like a sense of, if I can't pick on you a bit and you can laugh, we're not gonna get along about things. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Why do you make? And I guess this wraps around, kind of, can make this full circle. Why do you make fun of people with a disability? Well, why do? Why do you? Oops, sorry about that. That was a a fidgeting. Uh, (laughs) I do have ADHD. Why do you make fun of disabled people? Because what are you supposed to do? Like, it's fucked up when people are disabled. That sucks. That's really fucked up. And as someone with a disability who's been in fucked up situations, do you know what you do with fucked up situations? You don't linger and try to protect how fucked up they are. One of the best things you can do is learn to laugh at it. That's a level of mastery. Because if you can laugh at something, laughter is something that makes things not as big as you. And that's what comedians are trying to do when they pick on different types of people. They're trying to see, like, can I get this person to laugh at what they are? That's what they're trying to do because if someone's, like, super disabled, like, that's fucked up. That sucks. And I assume if they're okay with who they are, they've learned to deal with that. That's why so many disabled people are amazing comedians. I'm going to stop doing that. I'm sorry. That is – it's a – that doesn't sound great. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, fidgeting problem. <laughs> you have to. You have to. Like, what do you do? Like, I'm, I've talked before about the Sombrero Crown Court where I had a manic episode where I kept my family up till 2 in the morning screaming at them, and they had to shove an antipsychotic up my ass. Like, that was horrifying. That was really, really, really hard. And what am I supposed to do? People who get offended – What am I supposed to do? Be offended and sad and like hate myself all the time? That's not fixing anything. No. I go in and I go to all my family members and I apologize and say this is the steps that I'm making to try to do better. And then I learn to laugh at it. It's one of my best bits. Because what else are you supposed to do with stuff fucked up? It's why my psychiatrist did a study about the happiest older people. One of the biggest things that are happening that keep people happy in old age is a sense of humor. And some of the happiest older people were Holocaust survivors who had a way to make fun of their suffering, which, oh my God, I want to hear those jokes so bad. Um, Because, like, if you're in line at a Jewish concentration camp being shoved into ovens and you're coming in next, what are you going to be like, cry? You're going to die, dude. I'm going to make a fucking joke. (laughs) I can't think of one good enough to do to just destroy this, you know, it won't come off right. But you have to laugh at tragedy because what else are you supposed to do? And it allows you to make the tragedy not as big as you. And if you can find a way to do that to someone who is disabled or, you know, just different than you, isn't that what's fun? Um, One way I've learned, like I've had, I'm pretty good at interacting with different cultures because I just present who I am. And when I'm an idiot, I just own it. And then people are like, oh, you're not offensive. You're just an idiot. I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I get that. Everyone gets being an idiot. But so people are afraid of like, oh, my God, what if I offend them? But if you ask them questions genuinely and you're like, whoa, you're genuinely curious. And then you fuck up and you maybe ask a question. It was a little off, as I've done. And they're like, well, I didn't know that. Um, A big example was – here's a good example of someone I I do know. Ali Kareem, who's a great comedian in the scene um it was still pretty early on in our relationship but i'd known known him talked to him multiple times at a lot of different mics and i'd recently learned about hadam hussein and his sons and he grew up in baghdad iraq under hadam hussein um i hope i'm saying that right probably not i don't know but i asked i went up and i asked him about that and he got mad and he i at first he thought i was like trying to aggravate him and he kind of started to get mad and i said hey i He's like, are you trying to do something? I like, hey, I just, I heard they were really, really fucked up people, and I was just kind of curious with someone who lived through that how their mentality would be, and I was just, I was just genuinely curious. To me, that's fascinating, that's awesome that you can get through something so horrific, and so I just asked him about it, and as soon as I said that, he calmed down, um, and he gave me his answer. He's like, I, he's a very, very nice guy, but he says, Hadamard saints and his son are the only people in my life I hate. And it was really real. And I was like, wow, that was, and I I was respectful. I I didn't, I don't, I don't preach that topic anymore. There is, like, you do have to learn. You don't want, can't be an idiot the same thing forever. But I think it brought me closer because I think he realized, I was just curious. I thought, I grew up in upper middle class America and I'm not ashamed of it. I didn't go through a lot of the hard things people went through. And so the only thing I can do is ask them about it and be curious I think that's important to be curious because then you like – then you can be surprised. You get to kind of have this childlike wonder of this new culture. What was that like? Who – you know, what made people do that? And then maybe we can find a way to chill the fuck out and and, and be friends. Be curious. Don't be so – don't take yourself so seriously. You're a single person. If you offend someone in attempt to connect and be genuine, and even if they do get genuinely mad at you, if you know in your heart I was just trying to be genuine, then I'm okay with it. It's why I'm okay with these situations because I felt like with all these interactions, with all these women, I didn't try to judge them, be different. I may think differently, and it may be a reason we don't want to see each other, but I didn't want to wish hatred upon them. And you have to ask yourself those questions. Those are also important to be self-critical. But past that, I was like, I'm not... I'm not a hateful person. I talk a lot. Like, too much. And, you know, that's another problem for another day. But, I like me. I think I'm interesting and funny. And I hope to continue to grow and and find out more new things. And, I love, like, to end with my perspective as a disabled person, if someone jokes about my bipolar... In a good way. I love it. I love it. It's so great. It makes me laugh. I'm like, ah, you're right. You're right. Don't take ourselves too seriously, have some fun.